You're listening to the Market Experts Show. I'm Daryl Baskin of eXp Realty on your home for success, 105.7. Online security with your remote workforce. My guest today, Jennifer Jezik, president of York Electronic Systems. Jennifer, you do a tremendous amount of work in online security. What should we understand about it? Well, today, all of us are really exposed to cybersecurity threats. And from the business standpoint, there are lots of things to consider to maintain that security and continuity. So when we talk about cybersecurity or online security, we're really talking about those things that the business needs to consider in their planning and that they need to communicate, educate, and train their workforce, whether they're on-premise or remote. So what are the biggest threats that we face? Like, I'm always concerned that something will happen within protocols at our company that will create a breach that later becomes a liability to us because we've caused harm to someone. I mean, that's just a uh, like top of mind all the time. How do we keep that secure? For example, when we are transmitting a check, a copy of an earnest money check on a transaction, I'm putting my hand over the bottom of it because you get a hold of those numbers and somebody can raid your bank account. And it's amazing to me how many of those are transmitted today without the routing and account numbers being covered. You know, Daryl, that's a really good point. So the first thing is awareness. And we always encourage awareness for things like paying attention to the fact that I shouldn't just scan and send an electronic check over open email. I shouldn't send bank account numbers or social security numbers or private employee data over open email. Those always need to be sent over a secure, safe portal. So the receiving entity, when they request those documents, should always have some sort of secure and safe portal with a two-factor authentication. So you may get an email that email may link you to the site, then it may send you a text message, and then you have to affirm the numbers on your phone into the portal, and then you can securely upload your data. But the awareness to know, I'm not supposed to do that. The same awareness that everyone needs to know is don't click that link. You know, a lot of these so-called phishing attacks are sending emails from, uh, they're spoofing your email, so it looks like it comes from you, so it looks just like Daryl Baskin, but it's not you. If you hover over that hyperlink, you'll see the actual source of the email. Now, don't click on it, but hover over it, and you can see that. So if the contact seems strange or weird, or if it's transfer money, or click this link to find out, and you're not expecting that, the latest one I'm seeing a lot of is DocuSign. So DocuSign, I think um, most businesses are probably familiar with DocuSign, where it's an electronic signature collection method. It's used a lot to capture contracts, which I'm sure it's my you basis. have a lot of experience yeah, my with. But they're spoofing DocuSign and sending it. Um, looks like a DocuSign request. I mean, the graphics look the same, but the context of the request email looks different. So it'll come from somebody either you don't know or somebody that you do know and the name will be spelled kind of oddly or the context of the, you're going, well, I wasn't expecting a contract from ABC company. Don't click that link because that link likely has a virus that will infect or some malware that will infect your computer. And it's and that's where we get into ransomware. It's simply clicking the link that can cause the download, not clicking the link to see what it is and deciding now nah, this is this is a, a spoof. So I'm not going to go any further, but you might have already infected your machine. That's correct. So 
we advise, you know, when in doubt, don't open it, don't click anything and call the person. Don't email them because they're so sophisticated now. This um, artificial intelligence that these hackers use is so sophisticated that it can even spoof a response from the person. Yeah. So call the person if it sounds fishy and verify, did you just send this to me? And if you didn't, then it's a good thing because they've likely just fished and copied all of their email accounts and sent that same sort of DocuSign request to you know their whole contact list. Uh, now, you were talking about transmitting this, this information over Secure Portal, but back to remote workforces who are often on public Wi-Fi. How secure is it when you're using a VPN on that public Wi-Fi, or should you just disconnect from that when when i'm doing financial work i'll also often disconnect from the public wi-fi and go to my cell phone and use my tether to my cell phone what's advisable there well really your vpn is only as good as your vpn connection the security built into that firewall and your vpn connection and i'll give you an example so if you have a vpn to your workplace but that firmware hasn't been updated in two years then there's likely a vulnerability there. So the updates, the patches, the fixes on your devices from your smartphone to your computer to your employer's workplace is what's going to keep that up to date and secure. So I don't recommend, and some um, PNs do not allow that on public access. So, you know, that's always a consideration. So if you're at a restaurant or retail establishment, you're using their public um, Wi-Fi, your VPN connection may or may not work, depending on your employer. Okay. But if their if their firewall is up to date and that security is up to date, um, then likely it's fairly safe. There there's not a proliferation of of folks in the Starbucks just trying to hack into your computer over open air. That's not really what we see. We see a lot of AI and those phishing attacks, and that that happens really um, doesn't really happen in person, right? That's right. not done with physical people. Just having that multi-factor authentication is a not just another step to verify you are who you say you are and pre prevent both um, somebody from copying you or, or doing an attack to look like you in some way. Um, or hacking into your systems. But if you've got an employee employer relationship, their home network, um, you know, if they have a default username and password on their home Wi-Fi, they have just as much exposure as they do. Um, if they can remote control your computer, you leave for lunch and you're on VPN and they can somebody can get into that computer, it's the same thing as them getting in on the inside of your network. So I think Dashlane is great. LastPass is another one that's great. So there's a lot of those password managers, and, and as you know, they'll just generate a very complex password based on the criteria of the application, and then you can store them securely. Um, you can even create a chain of custody so that to another household member so that they can have access in the event that you are not available to have access. So you don't lose all that information, but I think those are really, really helpful tools. Well, I had to give up on my black three ring binder that held all of my passwords because my mom got tired of going into my office to retrieve the password every time I forgot about it. 
So uh, when she retired, I just had to give up that book and I switched over to Dash, Dash Lane. So Jennifer Jezik, president, York Electronic Systems, guarding your security at your company and throw in your telephone number or web address, Jennifer. Sure. Thanks, Daryl. You can reach us at yorkes.com. Awesome. Thank you, Jennifer. You're listening to the Market Experts Show with the XP Realty. I'm Daryl Baskin.